right, welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall, joined live in studio with Mr. Randy Cook. We're talking about cooking up some great meals today. Is that right? You always do that cook thing. It's well, it just, just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, it just, yeah. Why, why not? Why well, not? When I was on the radio, yeah, I abused that quite a bit. So <laughs> you just you go did. ahead and keep the legacy alive. <laughs> I will tell you, I got some smart water today. So oh, uh, it's going to be a very smart show. It's going to be a very smart show. I'm awesome. really excited for that. Actually, we're going to talk today about the idea of is it time to take some profits? So if you're listening to this show, uh, 2025 in November, <laughs> you're going to want to do a little rewind and come back to November, December. December of 2019, because okay. that's when we're, we're, we're shooting is around December of 2019. And I think it's a really important conversation, Randy, because, you know, we started out, we did a show and we kind of had some conversation at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. about, you know, what expectations were for the year, not just from what our thoughts were, but also from, you know, organizations like Vanguard and some other organizations. And we, we talked about what they expected what they expected didn't actually occur. Right. It's absolutely true. Now, I mean, the end of the year, the beginning of a new year is full of predictions for everything. Everybody's predicting sports. They're predicting movies. They're predicting everything. Right. And we have a lot of stories about financial predictions. How much weight you're going to lose? Well, there's that. There's that as well. (laughs) So here was the story. This is last January. Okay. So Mm -hmm. Vanguard and Morningstar come out and they are dialing back their predictions for what you should get from the stock market for the next five to 10 years. Right. Normally, you've said many times, the average is around 7%. You have your up years, your down years, you average around 7%. Good investment being in the market. Vanguard said, now look for 3 to 5%. Mm-hmm. Morningstar said, look for 1.8 to 3.3%. Yeah. And then the year comes out as 24% up in the S&P. So. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, let's be honest. First off, we're not, the year's not over yet. That's true. So we got to remember yeah. that, you All know, right. and there's still a lot of things on the table, a lot of political risk, a lot of conversations there. But I think, I think the material point here is no predictions are ever correct. Right. So that's step one, yeah. right? A lot of people read and they look at things like, well, I read this and it said to do this and it said to do that. And I think, you know, one of the things that we can press pause and take this evaluation of saying, this is what the projection of the year looked like. This is where we are. And they were completely, they missed it, yep. right? They, they missed it by a significant numbers. If the market holds true from now until the end of the year, which we have, you know, a couple of days, we got Christmas, we got some other things going on. So there's, I think there's a good chance that that could happen. But I think one of the things that consumers have to think about, investors have to be thinking about as they listen to this, Randy, is simply the fact that what they're hearing a lot of times, what they're reading a lot of times, whether it's on CNBC or Fox or Bloomberg or Wall Street Journal or, you know, Morningstar or wherever it is, these are predictions. And it's like, I kind of align it a little bit to the medical profession, right? They are doctors are, they're practicing doctors. That doesn't mean they're not educated. That doesn't mean they don't know a lot about the body. That doesn't mean they don't know a lot of things medically and they literally can help you in a lot of different ways, but they don't have carte blanche to absolutely know this is exactly the problem. A lot of times they have to do this test and this test and this test. And then they come back and they say, well, we think it's this. And then all of a sudden you find out you've heard that uncomfortable term. People have heard sometimes in the, in the health space called this was a misdiagnosis. Right. 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 So when you take a look at the financial space, it's really not much farther from that. There's a lot of educated folks out there. We spent a lot of time researching a lot of things. I've been in the industry for a long time now, obviously with our companies, Wall Private Wealth and U.S. Private Wealth, helping families throughout the country, you know, protect, grow and reduce taxes on what they're doing. But one of the things that we know when we look at markets, 
there's only certain things that we can rely on. We know that there's going to be volatility. We don't know how much. We can do research around companies. And these are all important factors, which is why I kind of wanted to talk today in this show about the idea of, is it time to take a little bit of profits? So as people hear these stories, they wonder, should I act on this prediction? Yeah. So somebody comes in and they say, no, 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 Michael, just let's ride the wave. We're going good. Let's keep her going. Somebody else might look at it and say, well, there might be some validity to that. Let's stay invested and buy the drop. Or somebody might say, I'm scared to death. Yeah. It's been going along for an awfully long time. Pull me back to cash, Michael. So yeah. there's a lot of different reactions that people can have to these stories. Yeah, there are. And, you know, Randy, it's interesting when you take a look at building a financial plan. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we see and we've seen over the years as we've worked with families is a lot of people don't really have a concrete plan. They're, they're in a place where they have investments, certainly. They have investments here. They have investments there. A lot of times they're spread out. You know, their definition of diversification is using multiple advisors, <laughs> even though multiple advisors may offer a variety of different things and maybe a lot of the same things. And they might be, you know, over diversified. And that's for another conversation. But the challenge is, is they don't really have a financial plan. And I understand that because there's a lot of distrust in the financial industry. Right. So, I mean, I get it. Right. The, the people are jaded. I mean, that's where the whole used car salesman idea came from when people selling cars. Oh, you're just trying to, you know, sell me something. When the reality of it is, is you, you got to look at your investments from the lens of creating a plan, just like you would in building a house or anything else like that. And we use a lot, as you know, the analogy, we've talked about it in times past, the analogy of building your financial house. So why that's so important is when you do it that way, based on where you are in life, you're in a place where you're saying, okay, the market, the stock market, you know, bonds, ETFs, equities, stocks, you know, that kind of thing. Those are not the only place where I can generate yield. Those are not the only place where I can make money. There's off-market investments. There's other investments offered through insurance companies. There's, you know, a variety of different things that we can utilize. And if you're in a place where you are of the mindset, because you're kind of just Wall Street driven, and again, inundated with information for years and years and years, when, when a lot of investors get into investing, Randy, you know, they're in, doing their 401k, they're doing a 403B, they're doing other investments. And a lot of the conversation is be in the market, be in the market, be in the market. And they hear that for 30 years, so they think, well, I got to be in the market. Well, there's the acronym TINA, you know, there is no alternative. And when people look at what's going on in banks and there's zero interest rates or very, very little, they think that that is the only yeah. alternative. So there is a world out there yeah. that people may not know about that they would be exposed to if they had a good financial advisor. Yeah. So I think that's the first material point is make sure that you have a solid financial plan. Number one. Number two, make sure that your investments are not based solely on market direction. Okay. There's nothing wrong with being in the market, but just let's make sure that that's not the only way that you are having the ability to achieve growth, to achieve investment return. And then the other thing is really taking a look at if all of your investments right now, so let's talk about this. If all of your investments are in the market, you're hundred percent in, right? You got stocks, bonds, ETFs, whatever it may be. You're all in the market, regardless of where you're investing. You know, with the market up almost 24% for the year, right. we're at the longest bull run in history. Some people might say that we had a little bit of pullback the end of, you know, 2018 and that kind of reset it a little bit. I disagree with that based on just metrics and really where we are. I think we're still in the bull run stream, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so I think we got to be in a situation where you got to be smart with your money, regardless of what happens, whether, you know, Trump gets reelected or whether the, the whole tariff thing becomes amazing or whether who, you know, it doesn't matter. What we know is the market's been up. People have made a lot of money. 
in the market, in particular this year. And, you know, the old song, no one to hold them. Yeah. And no one to fold them. When is a good time to take a profit? When there is one. Right. <laughs> you know, come on. It's, it's pretty hard to take a profit when you've lost all your profit. Right, right. I mean, why do people sell restaurants when they're at their peak? Because there's a profit. Yeah. yeah. People build companies to sell them when they're making as much revenue as possible because they're going to get a good valuation. So we got to look at that in relation to our investments. You hear, we talk a lot about the idea of clients and families being the CEO of their own portfolio, right? And, and, and thinking of their investments as though it was a company. And if your investment's a company, and if you have that lens and you're like, hey, we had a really good year this year, that's terrific. We still want to grow, mm-hmm. right? But we're going to look for other ways to grow, other ways to diversify, other ways to, you know, I mean, look at Amazon. Amazon started out doing what they're doing, selling books and things like that. And now all of a sudden they yeah. have a grocery store. Right. They're diversifying like crazy and doing things that can help boost their bottom line. So I would say as a good rule of thumb, if you're in a place where you've made some nice profits this year, because we are on kind of the tail end of a bull run since 2009, my recommendation would be is first off, you got to look at the stage of life you're in. You know, we did a show on that. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you did not catch that show, go back and listen to the show financial stages of life because it's really insightful on how you invest. The second thing is there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm going to take some profits. Maybe I'm going to take 20, 30, 40% of my money off the table. Maybe I'm going to look to diversify and do things that maybe aren't in the market. And that way, if there is a pullback, you're ready. And I think the common thought here, Randy, is we don't want to be in a place where we're trying to achieve just another 3% or another 5% or another 10%. What if the market goes up another 12% or what if it goes up another 15? I don't want to miss out on that. Well, I would rather miss out on a couple more percent return knowing that we're at the peak, mm-hmm. you know, than being in a situation where we don't go to cash and the markets do crash and you end up losing a bunch of money. It's like, it's like being at the top of the mountain and saying, okay, I'm already at the peak. Now that I'm at the peak of the highest mountain in the world, I'm going to try and jump as high as I can. Hey, did you bring my trampoline? I'm going to jump off on that, knowing the risk is you could fall down the other side and kill yourself, but you just got to have more. So what I hear you saying is, is it's not a bad time to sit down with your financial advisor and have the conversation about pulling back some risk, pulling yeah. back some profits. And I mean, that's probably a good conversation that you'd have with anybody at any time is having goals for yeah. your money. That's what it is to have a financial plan, having goals. Yeah. And have I achieved those goals now that I have what's next? Well, and again, the comforting thing is as we build out the financial house for families, it's the idea of saying, OK, here's your financial house. This is the foundation. These are the investments that are in that, right? What are the benefits there? Well, they don't have any market risk. They have opportunity, but there's no market risk. And then in the walls, you might have things that are in the market. And you might also have things that are in direct real estate, physical assets that you could get in your car and take a drive and say, I own part of that. And I own part of that. I own part of that multifamily building. I own part of that Starbucks play. I own part of that CVS. I own part of the, you know, whatever it is that we're investing in data centers, who knew that the cloud would be so popular? Mm -hmm. You know, we have clouds today, but now we got a real cloud that's holding all your data. Right. And so at the end of the day, why not invest in buildings where we know that that's going to be a demand? So we want to look for opportunities that are off market. Maybe it's venture capital, new opportunities in general, depending on the size of the portfolio. But To your point, yes, sitting down, getting a second opinion and really thinking through your portfolio and saying, okay, what is the driver behind my potential profit? Is it the market only? That includes bonds and bond funds, right? Is it the market only or 
are there other opportunities? And I think you want to make sure that you diversify with other opportunities. So take some profit, look at other opportunities, and make sure that you're in a place where you're not getting jaded with that I need more philosophy so that way you can maintain the ability to protect what you have, keep what you have, or keep more of what you have, and the ability to move forward where you need to move forward. If you have questions about what we're talking about here, go ahead and head over to leanonthewall.com. Most of you know that we've been in the game for about 19 years helping families protect, grow, reduce taxes on their wealth, multiple companies. A lot of great information on that site. And we've put it out there for you because we want you to be educated. You can pick up a copy of my best-selling book, Retire Once, Retire Well. That'll help you change your, your lens and how you see the world. The other thing, there's some Forbes articles there. If you just search my name, Michael Wall in Forbes, you can read some great articles there about uh, information that I think will help you. And go back and listen to some of the other previous shows here. I talked about the one stages of your financial life. That's a really important one to help you put your mind into a place that you can make the right decisions for you. And if you're so inclined and you qualify for a second opinion, feel free to reach out to us directly again by going to lean on the wall. Again, leanonthewall.com. And until next time, the challenge, as always, is to guide and think through the process of your life so that way you're living on purpose so you can live with purpose. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next show. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733 0010.